Let us set the stage for the preaching this morning, which will be taken from the first half of Malachi chapter 2, which deals with faithful ministers, the lack of which in our nation today and the world today is very great, and we want to have a very prayerful, begging, beseeching attitude to the Lord of heaven to raise up laborers in his harvest. Here's the situation that took place in Hosea's ministry. This is when the uh, ten tribes were taken captive and dispersed abroad. And we read the first six verses of Hosea 4. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. Therefore shall the land mourn, and every one that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge... I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Amen and amen. Amen. The word of the Lord. He had a controversy with the nation of Israel because there wasn't any truth, mercy, or knowledge of God in the land. And why wasn't there truth, mercy, or knowledge of God in the land? Because the men of God were not faithful to their callings, and they had forgotten knowledge and rejected knowledge, and so God was going to forget them and their children. And so there was a curse upon the descendants of the priests. Not only was God going to cut off the priests, God was going to cut off their families. Not only did God cut off Eli, God cut off Eli's family tree so that it no longer existed. Because he did not exalt the worship of God to the high place it belonged by allowing his sons to continue to sin against the public worship of God. I don't want to preach this passage to you right now. The, the most, the only difficult verse you should have here is the fourth verse. Yet let no man strive. This people was so obstinate. They had gone so far in their wickedness that God is telling the prophet and the people, don't even worry about it anymore. Don't strive, don't rebuke, don't reprove, because this stiff-necked people isn't worthy of it. These people are so bad, they're like a generation that strives with the priest. Somebody who wants to argue and fuss against the man of God. Deuteronomy 17.12 was very simple, in that any man who wanted to argue with the priest of God, even in a matter that wasn't addressed by Scripture, but was his application of Scripture, kill him. It's, you know, it was the same with children against their fathers, wives against their husbands. 
in certain respects and in certain situations against the civil ruler and against the spiritual ruler. You can understand the rest of this. Verse 6 is the one that we want to remember and the one you may have heard before. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. When the man of God is not faithful to his calling and preaches the knowledge of God, when he does not do that, then all the people suffer. Our nation is, is not the result of the civil rulers that we have in Washington. It's the lack of spiritual teachers in the pulpits of this country. They have departed from the Word of God. They are partial in the Word of God. They have changed the worship of God into a feel-good entertainment show. And the consequences are visible everywhere. And so we want to understand that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and God directs the blame where it belongs. I also will reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God. I will also forget thy children. I will cut off you and your whole family because of your lack of faithfulness in preaching the word of God. If you will turn over two books to the little prophet of Amos and chapter 8, let's see the consequences and another description of the situation that we're in, that Hosea was in, that Amos saw, and that Malachi saw. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Behold, this is something to look at. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east, They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. God sends a famine. This famine was sent by God. It was a judgment upon a people. And it wasn't taking away their bread so they starved to death. It wasn't taking away their water so they dehydrated themselves to death. It was taking away the words of God. The preachers and the preaching of the word of God faithfully from them so that there was a famine for the word of God in the land. And they would wander all over the place from sea to sea, from north to south, the points of the compass, and they wouldn't be able to find the word of God. We have exposed ourselves on the internet and there are people all over the world that are looking for the word of God so they have to go to the internet. They don't travel to this or that city anymore because it is no longer necessary. You just go to the internet and type in truth, Bible truth, God's truth. And we meet them, and we find them, and we see them, and we hear them. And they don't know where to go to church. And they take my advice, and they go try this church, and they go try that church. And they write me and tell me that they can't hear the word of God faithfully and boldly preached. God has sent a famine. Our nation deserves the famine. Our people in this nation have heaped to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they've turned their ears away from the truth and are turned unto fables and entertainment. They want to hear stories, they want to hear anecdotes, jokes, jesting, games, entertainment, athletes, actors, singers. They want anything but the Word of God. They will no longer endure sound doctrine, which is what the New Testament tells us the issue was. They will not endure sound doctrine. They don't want the Word of God brought to bear on their lives. And so they get rid of those kind of teachers, and they get a different kind of teacher that will entertain them and make them feel good every Sunday. We can feel good when we come into the house of the Lord. If we've confessed our sins and are living righteously, we can feel good in a way that they don't even understand. 
Because it's the Spirit of God that bears joy in our hearts and fills us with all joy and peace and believing because we're living faithfully. We want in this first half of today to think upon the fact that there are so few ministers and we want to pray for God to raise up more. We want to see the consequences of there not being enough of them. Lord, have mercy upon us. We don't want a famine for the Word of God anywhere. Where there are people hungering and thirsting after righteousness and after the Word of God, we want there to be men that will fill their mouths and feed them with knowledge and understanding. I wonder if there might be anyone among us that has a desire to the greatest work. I wonder. Let us pray. O Lord God in heaven, we worship Thee, blessed Father. Thou art our God and there is no other. We are Thine. We are the sheep of Thy pasture and Thy people. We thank Thee for these warnings from the Old Testament. But O Lord, You've given us eyes well enough to see that we're living in the same kind of a situation today in America. There's a famine for the words of God. Men and women that you have called, that are your chosen people, that are the sons and daughters of God, that are saints with their names in the book of life, have no one to feed them. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will raise up faithful men, noble men, mighty men, eloquent in the Scriptures, with no fear of man, who love thee, who delight in thee, who take heed to themselves and to the doctrine who are students of the Word of God and ready scribes in it, who are apt to teach with no fear of man, who have an example of charity, godliness, righteousness, faith, and sobriety. O Lord, we need these men, and we pray for them. Every God-called man that the Lord Jesus Christ has gifted and put in pulpits this day, we pray for them, that you will enable them, that you will give them strength, courage, boldness, that they might make the Word of God manifestly plain to their audiences. O Lord, defend them from their enemies. Open the Word of God to them, that they might behold wondrous things there, and then give them the ability to communicate those things to their people. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, open the ears of their people and cause them to humble themselves under the man of God, that they would come to hear the messenger of the Lord of hosts, and that he might teach them. O Lord, if there be any in our midst of any age, Heavenly Father, especially though, our young ones, the little Samuel that I talked to this morning, any of them, Heavenly Father, have mercy upon our nation and have mercy upon this congregation and set your affection and set your gift And set your ambition and set your holy zeal in their hearts and minds. We wait upon thee. We see the need. We feel the need. We're frightened by the lack. Oh Lord, our trust is in thee. We know that this is a prayer request. You have told us to pray. And so thus we pray. Heavenly Father, Thou knowest what men have done to your scriptures that I will share with these people this day. I am confounded at their audacity 
to corrupt the text, let alone the interpretation of the text. There is so little knowledge, so little fear of Thee, so little love of Thy words. Have mercy upon us. We are thankful, Holy Father, for the teachers that You have brought us in our lives when we have heard the truth and known the joyful sound. We are thankful for the Word of God in our language. We're thankful that we have been taught to delight in every word of it and not to be partial, but to rightly divide the Word of truth. Oh, Lord, we are thankful. We are thankful You've opened our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to that Word. Bless us to live it as what we hear this day will address practical parts of our lives. Heavenly Father, for our government, we pray and thank Thee for it. Keep us safe under their care. For Thy churches in every place, bless them. For our contacts that visit us by way of the Internet, bless them and use us to serve them. We are willing to do Your will toward them. Forgive us our sins, our neglect of Thy Word, our neglect of one another, our neglect of Thy worship and prayer. Forgive us. Unite our hearts this day that our worship will be acceptable in Thy sight and powerful to the conviction of souls in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.